0: In Los Angeles, a homeowner fights back to protect his property. In Britain, we have an update on an arrest and a hockey ice skate death we reported on a prior episode. And it's officially the week of Thanksgiving, and we're bringing you an exclusive report on five notorious crimes that took place on Thanksgiving Day. Yes. These stories and more are coming at you today, Monday, November 20th on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Turkey Week, Sup,
1: boys. boys. Happy Thanksgiving
0: week. All right? Should we tell them this is going to be our our uh, our last live episode, but we got some really got good some really stuff special, coming up this week.
1: So when you're traveling back and forth to Grandma's house, you can That's still right. have all your RRC. Listening pleasure.
2: Jim's been in the production studio mm-hmm. day and night part for weeks, the, cooking up in the midnight, oil. cooking up this <laughs> stuff for your turkey day. So
1: that's right, good stuff. Traducan,
2: right. uh turkey. What do you do? You do all right,
1: so every Wednesday uh, until this year. Every Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I always fry turkeys. And mm. um, in the years back, I'd have all my buddies bring their turkeys over. This was when I did them outside, and I have like four pots going, mm-hmm. and, and I'd buy all the oil. they bring their turkeys over, and I'd, I'd inject them all, and I'd fry them for them, and they'd help me hang my Christmas decorations. Oh, but, well, there you go. That's yeah, one way to right, get it done right. get people over and there. Then, and then uh, hmm. last year, by Good accident, idea. on the Traeger, I had an extra turkey, and I injected it with Louisiana hot sauce instead of the Cajun injector that I normally use. Mm. I actually had started doing half Cajun injector and half Louisiana hot sauce. But um, anyway, so I injected the Louisiana hot sauce, and I put it on the smoker and smoked it. Never frying another turkey again. Come on. Really? That effing good. You? That's mm. That sounds good. Yeah. So, well, they, And this Thanksgiving, my mom is uh, actually going to my baby sister's House in Dallas, and I'm going to be having Thanksgiving with my father. There you go. Right? We're probably going to eat some tomahawk steaks or something. I ooh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Oh, wait, that violates I the rule. I mean, you got to you got to do the turkey. You can't you? Oh, turkey. we're going to have oysters on Tuesday. I don't ever, I don't Tuesday ever do morning? turkeys
0: on on uh, holidays. Almost every every now and then, but turkey makes me very sleepy. Yeah. 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 So, so what I do. What I do
1: with the turkeys, is especially like the smoked ones and the fried ones too. When I get done, I'll do an extra one, right? Mm-hmm. And then tear the meat off of it, and then you cook the the bones uh, down in the stock, and, and use that for your stock for your gumbo. And then I, you know, I have fried turkey or smoked turkey, injected turkey, and in, uh, deer
0: sausage gumbo. Yeah, right. That's that's, that's right. It. Louisiana it, Louisiana holiday, right? Does the
2: turkey that you uh, that you hunt and and cook they taste?
1: Significantly different yeah, than what you buy in a it, store. It, yeah, it's different and in, in um, it's way different. Yeah, definitely. But the way you do that is you, is you uh, cut the breasts out and, and cut them into strips and fry them. But you, know, you prefer it over, because I'm, I'm not a big turkey fan. I mean, yeah, yeah well, I, you know what? I, I like turkeys this time of year because they're cheap and go on sale and I can load up the freezers mm-hmm. and I can fry them or smoke
0: them now. Hams You're too. Like, I do a ham. I, do a ham. I can smoke the shit uh, out of a ham. I, and I, I smoke them a up, yeah.
1: inject them up, and and smoke them too.
0: And I yeah. usually do a Cajun dish like a crawfish cornbread. And oh, I get cornbread dressing. Uh, yeah, uh, you you usually? Oh yeah, I I cook all that. I don't cook that. My mom cooks that. I, I can cook. Let me tell you, if I wouldn't have been, uh, I guess if I wouldn't have been a podcaster, right. I would have been a chef. a chef. Really? I love to cook. That's awesome. Absolutely. I do, eighteen. I just don't like to do stuff. Not that my wife can't cook. I just yeah, yeah, cook better. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well,
1: in trouble. I, guess I guess that's why. She
0: why knows I, I do. She'll yeah, be the she first to it. say it. I'm
2: gonna lie to Neither of us can cook in my house. So I'm. that's why HelloFresh loves us. Is oh, because, yeah. So it Fresh just keeps was, coming.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Let's get this gets us to crime time for your Thanksgiving Monday. And look, we're going to lead it off with some notorious crimes. Because it's Thanksgiving holidays, right? right? right. So we're going to lead it off with some nor- notorious crimes committed on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, for those of you that uh, want a little history lesson, in 1789, President George Washington declared November 6- 26 to be officially recognized as the Day of Public Thanksgiving and Prayer uh, to be observed, acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God. So okay. that's I didn't know that. That is, that is how it came into the existence. And since then, Americans have celebrated Thanksgiving Day on each fourth Thursday in November, with most citizens typically observing a traditional gathering of family and intimate friends for a peaceful, turkey-centered peace, uh, typically, not in our case. But then there are these people. Right. Then there are these people. And I'm gonna tell you about the first one here. Omaya Nelson is a model who killed, castrated, and ate her husband for Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Did she eat the oysters? Well, I'm gonna tell you about it. (laughs) (laughs) On Thanksgiving Day of nineteen ninety one, Egyptian born fashion model Omaya Nelson, who was twenty three, reportedly plunged a pair of scissors into the chest and stomach of Bill Nelson, her 56-year-old pilot husband. Then she reached for a clothing iron. As Bill flailed, Omaya pummeled him to death with the iron until the heavy object actually broke in her hand. Imagine the force that takes. Uh, Omaya unleashed her fury, she claimed, over the sexual terror and other abuses to which Bill had subjected her, acts that reportedly included him pimping her out his glamorous bride to kinky old creeps in exchange for rent, cash, and in one case, a car. Yeah. When Bill finally died, Amaya butchered his body on the kitchen floor. She boiled his hands in oil to remove fingerprints and stuck his head in the freezer so she could later break out its teeth. Crazy. In symbolic revenge, Amaya made a point of castrating her husband as well. Wow. Mm. yeah that is, that is one. And then we have Paul Marinage, uh, uh, Thanksgiving massacre, 20 years in the making. On November 26, of 2009, South Florida resident Paul Marinage uh, ate a hearty Thanksgiving meal with 16 family members and friends, conversing and joking, even joining in sing-alongs. After dinner, he managed to whip out a handgun Execute four relatives, including his cousin-in-law, his twin sisters, one of whom was pregnant, and his cousin's six-year-old daughter. Afterwards, he reportedly said, "I've waited twenty years to do this." Can I say something on that? Yeah, Um, I've always said
1: that the holidays are the time you leave the ones you love to be with the ones you can barely stand.
0: Yeah.
2: How Sorry, many people that guy kill Who I, was the well,
0: we're still going uh, it was it was uh he executed four relatives right his son and his twin sisters, his cousin and his cousin's six-year-old daughter. afterwards he said I've waited 20 years to do it he fled the scene but was captured and eventually get this cut a plea deal for seven consecutive life sentences to avoid the death penalty He didn't even get wow. the death penalty for it wow. I wonder if he's getting Turkey in prison. <laughs> Good question. Uh, Elias Oliver is a Colorado fra- father who killed his son over unfinished Thanksgiving chores. Wow. The annoyance that uh, Mr. Oliver, 76, felt towards his son, Keith Oliver, 49, over the younger man's refusal to help out around the house escalated to homicidal rage on Thanksgiving day of 2009. The father and son had reportedly argued for hours. Uh, prior to the elder oliver 75 asking uh, and the mother asking the son to leave he refused the father goes upstairs retrieved a 357 caliber revolver and shot him to death there you go Thanksgiving yeah, it's day i mean leave the ones you love be with the ones you burn nah, let's yeah
2: let's hope your sure. turkey day goes a bit better than it did in those households
0: that's right byron Smith we got a Byron Smith. You got another one i've got a couple more Byron Smith was a retired security engineering officer with the State Department. Uh, his home had been burglarized several times in as many months. He installed an alarm system complete with video cameras aimed at uh, uh, several areas of the house. Then on Thanksgiving Day, he sat in his basement with a white rifle and waited. The video from that day captured Smith moving his truck from the driveway prior to a break-in. Uh, to make it appear as if he weren't home. Then an hour later, two teens in hoodies can be seen casing the place before entering the property. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, the teens were Haley Kiefer and her cousin, both of whom were unarmed. Smith had suspected suspected Kiefer and Brady of having been responsible for at least some earlier break-ins. And while Smith sat in the basement waiting, he had a tape recorder running. There are hours of audio recordings that document his him laying in wait, complete with the sound of breaking glass and a confrontation. The audio capture shots fired. And Smith's statements during and after the killings include, I refuse to live in fear. I'm not a bleeding heart liberal. I felt like I was cleaning up a mess. I'm doing my su- civic duty. I don't see them as human. I see them as vermin. Incredibly, despite two dead bodies in his house, Smith wouldn't actually call the police until the next day, stating he didn't want to bother him because it was a Thanksgiving holiday. Oh, that was, so nice. That was yeah. very nice okay. of him. Yeah, I'm going to give you one more. Shanika also stabbed her half-brother in the neck with a serving fork at Thanksgiving dinner. There you go. Thanksgiving 2012 turned gory for celebrants gathered at the home of Shanika Alsop, 27, in the course of a sibling spat about food being served. Uh, she stabs her half-brother, Deontay Wallace, 23, in the neck with a serving fork. Wallace survived and also went to jail for first-degree assault, second-degree assault, and ringless, reckless. Reckless yeah, endangerment. Right back to the family get-togethers. So, yeah. if that don't happen at your house, you are fortunate.
1: That's right. <laughs> and then, and I, you wouldn't believe the amount of um, violence calls that go up on Thanksgiving. It's yeah. stupid. People just, you know, family gets together. You can't really stand each other anyway. and then you, you only start, get, yeah. start drinking and then you're like, you know. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, being I never a, did like you. And venus this is Veritas, right? And go, Why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah. You, know,
0: you remember when we were 16? Yeah.
1: Gave me a wet willy. Yeah. You gave me a wedgie. Real quick, because it just popped in my head. Y'all, what happens on Thanksgiving week is I'm telling you it's going to happen. Don't let it happen to you. Kids are out of school. The the burglaries and shit go through the roof. This is definitely not yeah. Lock great. your lock not, your yeah, lock doors your in car your car and, and,
0: and don't take your gun inside. Out. Don't you know, leave right, in the car. Right, right. Because that and, and just
1: it's just what happens. All right. Yeah. So I was on a plane one time and there's was this really attractive female and I said I say, hey, Mama, where are you from? She said I'm from L.A. I said me too. She said, really, what part? I said, N- near Baton Rouge. I knew she meant L.A. Right. I, I, she's a fancy L.A. girl. But anyway, uh, <laughs> let's let's go to L.A. A mid-city homeowner was returning to his gated Los Angeles home Saturday evening after hitting the gym when two armed men jumped his fence and tried to force their way in his home. Out of nowhere, boom, I had a gun in my back and there was another guy running up at the same time, and I couldn't really make out what he was saying, the homeowner said. The attempted home invasion unfolded just before 7.30 p.m. when the man's wife and her friend and the family's nanny were inside the home cooking dinner and putting the couple's nearly five-month-old daughter to bed. Realizing the urgency of the moment, the homeowner calmly turns around and tosses a cup of hot tea at the masked man before pulling out his own handgun right? The intruders immediately ran away from the man's home while exchanging gunfire with their would-be victim. They took off firing at me, said the homeowner, who wished to stay anonymous. I returned fire, firing at them. They left. The homeowner said he feels unsafe, especially since this is not the first time that he and his family have been a target. In June, burglars broke into his home and have yet to be caught, and we'll post a video of this one, y'all, so you can see it. Video? I'll write it down. Video. Post a video of what? I don't know. It says but, well, the whole
2: scene is, the, the link is there. The whole scene was caught on his uh, uh, video camera. It's a, it's an amazing, I mean, it, it's a shootout. Oh, okay. You know,
0: okay. Uh, so you have the link in there. Yeah, I put it in there. Okay. All right. I'll write it down.
1: Boom. Jim. I have a five-month-old baby, he said. I feel unsafe. I will take matters into my own hands, and I have, and I will continue to do so. Well, the Los Angeles Police Department responds to the man's 911 call that night, but the homeowner was left unsatisfied with the investigation. He requested a detective to come back to his house to further look into the matter. I had to take matters into my own hands. To make this clear for anybody else out there, there's nothing in my house worth dying over. I'm willing to die for my family, and I'm willing to kill for my family. Now the man is demanding... Uh, L.A. leaders prosecute the criminals, uh, terrorizing, uh, law-abiding residents. Every single person I know has gotten stuck up. It's not normal. The Los Angeles interpreter said he was leisurely walking to his front door while listening to an audio book, probably uh, Jesus Help Me by Woody Everton, that, that I narrated, that had captivated his attention when he noticed the men approaching him. The video shows the homeowner holding a cup of hot tea while digging out his keys from his pocket before a man wearing a hoodie and aiming a gun ran up to to him. The man is a concealed carry holder and immediately grabbed his firearms to do the suspect. He credited his his quick thinking to years of boxing, explaining he is not John Wick, but I can handle myself decently well. As I went to grab the gun, he turned and he's holding my sleeve. I think so I wouldn't hit him. And when I went... To go get the gun, I shook him off. He backed up and went to turn around, and I charged at him to grab him, he said. The other suspect, however, was pulling out his own firearm and squared off for a gunfight. At that point, I knew I was getting shot by the other guy, and I couldn't see who else was coming in. And this kid was also turning back around with a gun pointed back at me, and I just started firing him. And they both started firing, he said. He's described the two suspects as males likely in their 20s. And a group of criminals has been targeting homes in his neighborhood. And they drive a Dodge Charger with no license plate and had targeted his neighbor that night prior to the shootout. The homeowner said, if it was not for his gun, he and his family could have easily been killed. And he's probably right. He said, it saved their lives. I'm a tough guy, but there's only so much I could do against the gun. They wouldn't, they would have pistol whipped me. They would have pistol whipped my wife. They would have come in the house and, there's nothing in my house. Well, you know what? Good for him for standing up for himself. No, and,
2: and really quick thinking, because you can you can tell in the video that he has no awareness that this guy is there. He's literally putting his yep. key in the door, and then he feels the presence of the guy. Right. And in that moment, immediately thinks, throw the T, pull my gun. Yep. But he has no idea there's another guy. Right. So he does that. He's actually got that guy on the run, but then all of a sudden no shots gas. are getting fired at him, and uh, it's kind of a no one in this three way gun battle could shoot. Right? I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. me shooting a gun right. in this thing because nobody so, hits anything but walls and yeah. and and other shit. Well, but uh, that's, but that's, he that's, definitely saved his property. Me, and I'm gonna give kids. him a
1: piece of advice next time, especially with that amount of crime in your neighborhood. Have your keys out before you get to the door. Because he said I was fumbling in my pocket for my keys. Yeah. And if you have your head on a swivel, you're know, not such an easy target. But the fact that you have to. i mean, Yeah, it's just, I get it. And well, him saying that everyone, that everyone
2: like. in the neighborhood has been hit and they have a vehicle uh, and a description. I, I'm, pretty I'm pretty sure they won't be going back to his house. Well, we'll yeah. Not or they'll be going back with more than two guys. Oh. Okay, so – we're going to go back to uh, Europe to this uh, story that has taken on a, a different life, involving this former NHL hockey player and what? Which part a, of Europe? In our initial reports, Britain. Britain. In, in, in our County, Europe, in our no. yeah, Pinellas yeah. County. Give us in a our uh, in our initial <laughs>
1: report, British accent.
2: Hello. <laughs> I'll now get back to this very sad Stencio story. Tea.
0: His fault of? This is
1: a very serious story. Guys. I sorry. Um, I was actually telling my buddy about the story that, and he freaked out.
2: Well, so we first brought you the story last week about Minnesota Native. Uh, his name's Adam Johnson, who played hockey at the University of Minnesota Duluth and then ascended to the NHL, played for the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, for several seasons, but he fell out of the NHL and subsequently played in a number of countries. Uh, overseas before landing his most recent spot, which is with the British ice hockey club called Nottingham Panthers. Johnson was playing hockey in the UK uh, last week when uh, I initially thought he had been killed in this freak accident because all the early reports were freak accident. And there was no, uh, was no video. There were no uh, pictures of anything at that point. The story caught my eye originally because the British authorities didn't immediately declare it uh, a tragic accident. Instead, they immediately opened an investigation. A day or two later, video came out. And mm-hmm. uh, I, the video that came out was not the professional video from inside of the arena or the telecast of the game. It was cell phone video mm-hmm. taken by somebody in the stands. And so it's uh, it's pretty blurry. Um, but the video appears to show a player thrust his leg and therefore his skate blade at Johnson uh, during a play just inside uh, his opponent's blue line. So he's skating in. This guy um, comes at him. Again, it's blurry, but you can see the guy's uh, the guy's leg and, and uh, extended with the skate blade uh, forward. I'm a hockey fan. I watch a decent amount of hockey. I attended a lot of hockey games when I lived in New York, and the move I saw on the blurry video – is not a natural hockey move, in my opinion. Um, it's nothing I've ever seen a player do in a, in, in a game. So there are a lot of ways to check guys in hockey. Most of them, uh, uh, those checks are either upper body with your shoulder or uh, what's known as a hip check, which obviously is kicking out your, uh, your hip. This was neither of those. Tripping is also a common penalty in hockey where you might use your leg or uh, your hockey stick to trip an opponent, That's also a penalty, but as I said, even when tripping, you're not raising your leg and pointing a skate towards anyone. This was an unnatural move. That's, uh, again, based on blurry cell phone video, this thing looks intentional. British police have not released the actual game footage, which would show us with much greater clarity uh, this, uh, uh, this same video angle, I would assume. But they've now gone and arrested a man in conjunction with Adam Johnson's death. They don't release, the Brits don't release suspect names until they have been officially charged. But we know the man in the video appearing to extend the skate toward Johnson's head is a player from the Sheffield Steelers named Matt Petgrave. The South Yorkshire Police Department confirmed to the BBC that a man was arrested Tuesday on suspicion of manslaughter following the 29-year-old athlete's death on October 28th during the game against the Sheffield Steelers. Johnson's team, the British Ice Hockey Club, Nottingham Panthers, announced his death in the early hours of the 29th, writing on Twitter that the player died, quote, following a freak accident when opponent Matt Petgrave skates slashed Johnson's neck. According to the BBC, Johnson's cause of death was confirmed to be the result of a fatal neck injury. Detective Chief Superintendent Bex Horsfall Uh, said that the investigation launched immediately following this tragedy, um, has been carrying out extensive inquiries ever since to piece together the events, which led to the loss of Adams uh, under unprecedented circumstances. He uh, also said that they've been speaking to specialized experts in the field, which makes sense since this isn't really a British sport. So uh, uh, those experts would tell him what I've said, which is that was not a natural, uh, hockey move. This thing is now escalating into a racial thing because apparently the, uh, the guy that, uh, that, uh, had the, the skate was black and Johnson is, is white. And so that's now becoming, uh, the, uh, the headline, which really, this is, this is about two guys on a. Uh, on the ice getting physical fights happen in hockey. It's part of the game. Uh, And one guy just appears to have gone over the edge. And I'm sure he wasn't trying to get him in the neck, but he was trying to get him with a skate somewhere on his torso and, and probably inadvertently got him, got him high. Uh, We have the blurry video. So you can at least see where his leg is and how it's extended toward, uh, uh, toward Johnson. Again, not a,
1: not a natural act. So we'll, uh, We'll see where it goes from here. Crazy one. I was talking my buddy about that the other night. I said, "Dude, got a throat slit in the ice hockey." So what? Yeah. And then he said, "What was that at?" I said, "I think in Canada or somewhere." I forgot it was in Britain. It, it actually thing.
2: this happens, but it happens to goalies. Yeah, I mean, when he said it happens that. because there are uh, you know a lot of times
1: yeah, uh, they're five they're
2: guys they're converging on the get their on throat the, slit. Yeah. yeah. It has happened where it's uh, gotten close to that, but no one has died from it right. in the uh, in the NHL. This was uh, a, a freak thing but but Death not an accidental thing by all a Yep.
1: Any of y'all like rum? I do. Yeah? Yep. I like all the kinds of rum. Have you ever had rum in your coffee? No. What do you think I drink in here every morning? Come on. <laughs> Black rum, I got to get up. Well,
0: I know that must be you and um, and the guy from what's uh, Johnny Depp's character? Oh, uh, the um, he loves pirate. rum. Yeah, yeah. Rum. Barbados, yeah. Rum. I like yeah. Barbados rum. Yeah, Barbados rum. Well, uh, there's a Florida woman that likes rum too. Tell me about it. And this Florida woman's behind bars after whacking a man in the head during an argument about rum. Yeah. Lori Wilds. That's right. Wilds is her last name. That's perfect for this story. Was charged with felony aggravated battery with a deadly weapon after the incident that unfolded Wednesday. The victim said he was in the garage when Wilds came in arguing about the missing rum in the home. The man said, I don't drink rum. And that's when Wilds started to knock things over. During the Wild Wilds' rampage, she grabbed the man around his neck and started punching him. The man was able to get away, but that's when Wilds came after him with a hammer. At first, the man didn't know what he was hit with, but then he realized it was the blunt side of the hammer. Deputy said there was a small scrape with fresh blood on the man's head. The hammer, a standard one with black and blue handle, was found by deputies. Now, she must not have hit him too hard because yeah, he wouldn't have hard. a small He's scrape. Like boy. Yeah. But all of that over rum, and, you know, well, the the lady looks yeah, yeah, like yeah. a, a they'll, lady. They'll I mean, yeah, you ain't going to want to mess with her rum. Right. I can tell you that. Well, you know, Miami she, is She's home. like most soccer moms that yeah. look like they've had enough of their kids and right. they want some wine.
2: Right. Yeah, and, oh, this is Marion This is Ocala. God, we get a lot of crazies. We, a we get a lot of crazies from, from, from Ocala.
1: Ocala. We did a store yesterday from Ocala. Yeah,
2: um, that Bacardi. You know, Bacardi is uh, uh, located in yes, Miami. Yes, he had a it lot is. of people I drinking that Bacardi. Met the family, uh,
1: um, uh, family members of the company. Many years ago, we was down there doing consulting. So there you go. It's all crazy. Don't mess with the
0: rum. Don't mess with the rum. The, um,
1: you know I used to drink before I found out it had almost no alcohol in it? Until you found It was Malibu rum and pineapple. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, My I wife like, loves Malibu drink and pineapple. I fifth of that stuff. I'm like, why yeah. am I not getting hammered? Anyway. Um, that was her drink know, back in the I'm, day. I'm a kind of this animal. Why am I not getting hammered? Animal. Um, <laughs> it's like, worth a shit? Right? <laughs> this animal, whatever, aficionado, reporter, et cetera. Yesterday, I told you about 24 horses burned alive. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you about another animal story. So the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the Association of Zoos and Aquariums today announced the launch of the Wildlife Confiscations Network in Southern California to provide care and welfare for animals confiscated from illegal trade. The network is a pilot program of AZA's Wildlife Tracking Alliance that provides a coordinated response for the care and well-being of wildlife confiscated from illegal trade. Online marketplaces and social media have made it significantly easier for consumers to illegally acquire wild animals. Every year, millions of trafficked animals fuel this global demand. Wildlife trafficking decimates species in the wild, fuels criminal networks, destabilizes governments, that's kind of shocking. Encourages corruption and threatens human and animal health through the transmission diseases. I get that. Gun. I don't know. Yeah. I, I
0: that think, might be a I little exaggerated. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
1: Wildlife trafficking is a serious crime that impacts imperiled species throughout the world. Said Martha Williams, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service Director. When live wild animals and plants are seized at U.S. ports of entry, it is critical to provide the highest standard of care as quickly as possible. It is also essential to grant safe and appropriate housing for species that cannot be returned to their country of origin, That's probably because that country has already been destabilized. The government. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, the. Um,
2: The world has become a smaller place, and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before. And companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach
0: someone a new language. Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life, Real Crime, and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price.
1: Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer.
2: So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50%
0: off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Au revoir. They're all worried about the well-being and the custody and shit.
1: So (laughs) this newly established pilot program network will help conserve animals for future generations. In 2022, Service Special Agents and the Service Law Enforcement Partners investigated over 10,000 wildlife trafficking cases and collected over $11 million in criminal penalties. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is proud of the work the AZA has done and established the Wildlife Confiscations Network, said Ed Grace, Assistant Director. Um, Using the network to coordinate the placement and care of seized live animals will enhance wildlife Enforcement ability to effectively combat illegal wildlife trafficking. This program exemplifies how working together can help serve the American public. Okay. Well, maybe well, they Maybe can. they got $11 million. That's the best part of this story. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: And, well, if they can keep those 30 foot Burmese pythons out of the Everglades right? that or would be what, Or what's be the
1: cockatrice? Or what was that thing <laughs> <laughs> called? Uh, so, you know, don't be fucking around with wild animals, people.
2: I, uh, I saw a story yeah. online uh, yesterday about a carpet snake, an Australian carpet snake. Have you ever seen no, one no, of those? No, no. I
1: know Australians has got like more deadly species of okay. snakes. This is fighters.
2: in a freaking neighborhood, right? Yeah. This is house to house. Ha- I mean, suburban neighborhood. Yeah. This freaking snake is so big that it's on one house's roof. Wow. It goes through this tree wow. that's in between the house and the other house and its head and a little bit of, uh, of its body is on the roof of the next house over. I mean, this thing was like so the it's size like an
1: invasive species, the size of uh, the the
2: G, uh, CGI one in Anaconda. I mean, yeah. like that big in well in an effing neighborhood.
1: New new business idea: A carpet snake. New business idea: get a handful of cages and send them over there. Yeah, I'm collecting them because they will find a way to cook them. The That's eel. right, right. It's for right. Thanksgiving. That's right.
2: Next year, carpet snake instead of turkey. Possibly, we'll Good try idea. anything once. I'm going to find maybe that twice. video. You Tastes guys are like not going to believe the
1: size we'll of this freaking we'll snake. Try anything once, maybe twice. I've eaten rattlesnake. Yeah, but I it mean, seeing bad. a snake that big. Oof. I mean, Jim sees one every day. That big. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> don't, every time I, don't, I go to the bathroom, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Jim
2: sees anything quite <laughs> this big. Okay, so we're going to Georgia. Georgia? 35 Georgia. years ago, after a little girl known as Baby Jane Doe was found dead in the Millwood community of Ware County, Georgia, the Georgia Bureau Investigation, the GBI, has finally identified the body and arrested two suspects in connection with her murder. Good for them. The GBI announced on Monday that thanks to a breakthrough in DNA sequencing tech, along with a tip from the public, They were finally able to identify the girl as Kenyatta Kiki Odom. She was five and from Albany, Georgia. Hmm. Once the child was identified and after further investigation, the GBI charged her mother, Evelyn Odom, also known as Zemecka Luciana, 56 years old now, and her live-in boyfriend during the time of the child's death, uh, Ulyster Sanders. 61 now with felony murder, cruelty to children in the first degree, aggravated battery and conspiracy to conceal the death of another person. GBI special agent in charge, Jason Sechrist, said that Odom's body was found wrapped in a blanket inside a duffel bag and a trunk encased in concrete in an old TV cabinet at an illegal dump site in Millwood on December 21st, 1988. We also knew from the scene that there was a possible Albany connection due to an Albany Herald newspaper that was found nearby. After a GBI medical examiner examined the body, the child's death was ruled a homicide. Though her cause of death could not be determined. For years, the GBI attempted to identify the child through forensic testing and by collaborating with local social service agencies, as well as local, state, and national media coverage, to match her with reported missing children. In 2019, they finally got a breakthrough when an agent looked into genome sequencing and they were able to confirm she had a family connection based in Albany, Georgia. Then in December of 22, they got yet another breakthrough with a tipster who had seen the news released by GBI. On on the anniversary of her death, she knew that there had been a child that had gone missing and that her mother said that the child had gone to live with her father. This person never really believed that story. Seacrest said that they began to investigate this lead and the specific family tree, which led them to finally be able to identify the child in June of 2023, so a few months ago. He said that the National Center of Missing Children and Exploited Children has also conducted a forensic rendering of what they believe the child was would have looked like based upon her remains. The results look similar to a photo they obtained of Kenyatta. Uh, finally, after 35 years, not only will we be able to identify the remains of who baby Jane Doe was, but we were also able to make the arrest of the people we
1: believe responsible. You, you know why I love solving cold cases? Because those motherfuckers got away with it for so long. Is, guess five what? This years. year? And I always would say this, and I always use Christmas as an example. But this year, those two assholes won't get to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner. That's right. Where they want to be. Good job for them. No and I, I actually had heard of that over the years. Uh, and I love seeing a good cold case solved. Never yep. give up, y'all. Keep calling your tips on this barber blunt.
0: That's right. Going back to Marion County. Florida. Florida. <laughs> Mr. Ocala. Mr. Ocala. A Marion County woman has found herself behind bars after uh, after concocting a scheme to sk- steal $330 worth of groceries from Winn-Dixie. Oh, right. my gosh. Sarah Howe was arrested in charge of misdemeanor retail theft after the incident that unfolded at that Winn-Dixie. Deputies responded to the grocery store on Tuesday in reference to the retail theft that occurred the day before. The manager said a woman, who was later identified as Howe, stole from the store on Monday. She, uh, She was checking out when she told the cashier she needed to grab an item. She said she needed to take the shopping cart with her so that she could balance while she walked to get the other item. But that's when she walked right out the store, passing yeah. all points of sale. Yeah. Before she left, the cashier said the total was thirty three hundred twenty eight dollars and thirty four cents. The store manager was able to ID Hal on her based on her Win Dixie card, which she wasn't smart Jeez. enough to get back before she hauled she ass out, out of the store. Okay. And it had all her information attached to it. Deputies then paid a visit to Hal's house, of course, based off of the address listed. The people that live in the house told deputies that How recently left to go to the store. How was found later that day at a family dollar, mm. where she was placed under arrest. In post-Miranda interview with deputies, Howe said she went to Winn-Dixie on the day of the theft and did leave the store without paying for the items in the cart. She was transported to the Marion County Jail, and she remains there on a $500 bond. Ah, a $500 bond yeah, and she remains she, in there. That's like 30 bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. for through a bond. Isn't it like yeah, so, such a percentage or that. something? No,
1: they might do it. Uh, it's 12, 13%. That's what bonds are usually charged. Yeah. But but if she posts a 500, when say get their 300 and something back,
0: that's she, right but uh yeah the, shout out uh, the old i forgot an item trick yeah right shout out but i the,
1: need to balance myself you know, trick so let me borrow you how many times you know what a pet peeve <laughs> of mine is getting a fucking shopping cart that has a wobbly wheel oh
2: it's nothing worse i'm
1: that, I mean, like or a loud shop or cart. or you get that's or what or i can get one that. of those at the airport
2: because you got a bunch of luggage and it's got a bad wheel yeah um the uh that sucks you know what, though? There there needs to be some kind of balance between all for enforcing the law. In If she had been in any number of states, she would have – no one would have come after her. She would have gotten a slap yeah, on shout, the wrist at worst, whatever.
1: Shout, uh, shout out to those deputies for actually taking the time to follow up on that because they must have not have been busy with anything else.
2: Um, but But – you know, I mean, let's not put her away for years over $330. If put her days. away for years, she's going to get
0: probation. Yeah, $500 bond, she's yeah. probably just going to get probation. Yeah, she'll get and probation, and then the she'll store. go out and do it again. But you know that all of those thefts and all of that stuff is why is why, so why everything gets yeah. it more and more expensive. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you, you know, it, hey, it costs us all. For sure, and the get, reason
2: why uh, Target gets robbed all day long uh, every day is because they don't prosecute the people that – that do this. And so it needs to be done, but
1: um, look back to the cops and the story, right? They did their job and you know, thankfully so everybody should be arrested for shit like that. I know they don't enforce it everywhere, but you know, this is one of the most bizarre stories I think I've heard of. I I unfortunately have or had friends in law enforcement who have killed themselves. Uh, I've worked. I can't tell you how many suicides I've worked, and we never reported on them. Uh, They're all horrible. But four current or former employees with Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department are all dead in what appear to be suicides. The four apparent suicides occurred in a single 24-hour period between November 6th and 7th. This seems like an odd coincidence to you. You're not alone. As we sit here on November 20th, investigators are still trying to find a connection, trying to get confirmations on the cause of death for each. The names of the dead have still not been released. um, We could at least be looking for simple connections via social media. The first body to be discovered was that of a former employee and retiree. And sheriff's official said it was reported around 10 a.m. on Monday, November 6th in Valencia. The second, around 12.50 p.m., officers received an additional report of another death in Lancaster. Another death was reported in Stevenson Ranch around 5.40 p.m., and the fourth death occurred in Pomona around 7.30 a.m. the following day. So the Sheriff's Department shared a statement uh, informing the public that they would not be releasing their names at this time as investigators are continuing to examine the circumstances surrounding the deaths the medical examiner and detectives will look into each instance separately for the time being, and no further details surrounding the deaths were given other than they appeared to be suicide. Mm-hmm. The sheriff, Robert Luna, said we are stunned to hear about the tragic deaths, which sent shockwaves of emotions through the sheriff's department. He said it's important to remember to check on colleagues and friends to make sure they're doing okay and the sheriff's office was working to find new ways to reduce stress and support its employees. The sheriff said it was okay to ask for help and encourage folks to seek it, that um, they feel unwell or suicidal. And the recent deaths bring the total current former Sheriff's Department employees, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department employees, who died by suicide to nine in 2023. That is a lot. And many people are shocked to learn that more officers die from suicide than from being killed in the line of duty. And the FBI data, data from 2022 shows that 118 officers were killed on the job and 161 died by suicide. Wow. And, you know, it's just really, and they told us these stats when I was a young cop that, that most cops, when you retire, they don't even live like a year. Yeah, they just, whether it's suicide or drink themselves to death or whatever. Um, anybody out there, y'all, and I've taken suicide classes and I've dealt with just, it's just freaking horrible situation. But, you know, look for the signs. That, and some of the most common ones are when the people reach the point, unless they're intoxicated, when they reach the point where they think they're going to do suicide or they're getting ready to do a suicide, they'll give away the most prized possessions. Uh, uh, like to their friends and loved ones. They'll reach out and contact people that they hadn't talked to in years, friends and loved ones. and, mm. uh, um, and But they'll seem to reach a peace before they do it. You know? I hate it. Y'all, if you're thinking about doing it, don't do it. I mean, it it's just whatever you're going through, it's not that. And I'm not making light of your situation, but it's not so bad. Call the suicide prevention hotline. Talk to someone. Hell, you can call me.
0: Yeah, yeah, For, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's a, uh, I was just going to say in this in this particular instance, it's it's uh, you know these are police officers and they and they see uh, so many horrible, yes. horrible things, uh, and then on top of that, they you know it's it's policing's not what it used to be right. now. Now you know people are trying to turn police officers. N- into anything other than the heroes they are mm-hmm. that creates stress on the job that create you know it's sad it, yeah, it really it is and, and uh thankfully i think a lot of departments now ha- have addressed this issue and work with these deputies yeah. uh, on these things yeah i don't know but
1: even if you're not a deputy and you're thinking about it don't yeah do yeah it.
0: no doubt permanent permanent Yep. Uh, and, and solution and to it, a temporary it, problem right. is what and, that and, is.
1: And, and I don't want to say it's selfish, but it's selfish because it, you're only hurting the people that you that you leave behind. Somebody loves you. I love you. Uh, and don't f- do it. Four in a
2: 24-hour period. And I'll tell you one other thing that I, I think is a little bit strange about this from a just a numbers game. Three of those locations where they're from, two of them especially, are really close to each other. Like you're talking about all of L.A. County, for deputies, but three of them
1: probably knew each other if they were in that close of proximity. Uh, I'm sure they did. But the thing is, I mean, I'm not going to speculate and go on the theories that, you know, maybe they're all tied in. If that ever comes out, certainly it'd be a big national news story. But unfortunately, like I said, and I have had friends who killed themselves uh, that I wish would have called me. Well, for sure. I mean, that's just, r- I mean, really strange
2: that you'd have that number in that period. Says
1: 161 be... last yeah. year, in the huh. United States killed themselves, cops, mm-hmm.
2: basically every other day.
1: And you know what? It gets worse in the holidays. It's always, the suicides go through the roof. Thanksgiving
0: and Christmas. Yeah. Sorry. That's when you miss some family. If you yeah, if yeah. you had someone in your family that passed, exactly. you get very depressed yeah. and. Sorry to kind of, I said no, no. I, I shut up.
2: Let's go to Texas. And David Negretti, a 19 year old who is the suspected gunman in a mass shooting at a Texas flea market last Sunday evening, is now in custody, according to the Pearland Police Department. Negretti turned himself into the Brazoria County Jail around 10 a.m. Tuesday morning after being on the run for more than 40 hours. At the time of his arrest, he was listed as one of the Texas Department of Public Safety's top 10 fugitives and a $15,000 reward was being offered for his capture. Negretti is charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, but new charges could still be filed as the investigation develops. The Sunday shootout which unfolded at Cole's Free Market, Flea Market Easy for me to say. Shortly after 5.30 in the afternoon, left a 10-year-old boy dead and four others injured, according to police, who said all victims were rushed to the hospital following the shooting. Although police have not released the boy's name, he has been identified on a GoFundMe as Francisco Vicente Duarte. He was pronounced dead at the hospital, according to police. Known to vendors at the flea market where his mother uh, had worked for years, Chente, as he was called, Um, was hit in the crossfire, according to Liliana James, who started the fundraising campaign to offset the mother's funeral costs. One day into the campaign, they've raised $9,000. Three teenagers, a 14-year-old girl, a 16- and 18-year-old boys were hospitalized for their injuries, along with a 37-year-old man, the latter of whom has since been released from the hospital. The police believe the altercation between two sets of people led to the shootout. Police said that that there were at least two shooters, maybe three. They are not yet clear on the details leading to the gunfire-fueled argument, but do not believe that it was a targeted attack on uh, these kids. Both of the injured uh, teenage boys are under investigation by police. The injured 16-year-old, whose name has so far not been released by police, underwent surgery for his wounds and is now being looked at as More than just an innocent bystander, but police have been unable to speak to him because of the extent of his injuries. An 18-year-old, later identified as Cruz Meza, has been released from the hospital and is now in custody, charged with tampering with physical evidence and making a false statement to law enforcement. Juliana Espino, also 18, was not injured in the shooting, but has been arrested under the same charges." Both Meza and Espino are being held at the Brazoria County Jail. It's not clear yet if they have hired lawyers. So this mm. poor kid gets caught in. what well, sounds like gang right. based upon their, yeah. uh, their ages. Oh, that's senseless.
0: <laughs> Ooh, Tiffany. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. We've all, maybe if we've taken a flight, been running late. And trying to catch that plane, right? Well, this Thanksgiving week is one of the busiest travel days, you know, travel weeks, really, really of the the year, uh, which makes for some great mile-high crimes. I'm sure we'll have some coming at you soon uh, based off of of this particular travel week. But let me tell you about one that is just plain stupid, right? Get that, Mike? Plain stupid. Ah, just plain stupid. 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 Plain stupid. Another day, another inconsiderate plane passenger making the friendly skies unfriendly. This time, a female traveler decided to run onto the airport tarmac in an attempt to prevent a plane from leaving her behind. And guess what? There's a video of it. Uh, That's right. So we will be posting that. A lady who had missed her flight clearly thought she could still catch it. Eyewitness Simon Hales wrote in a Facebook post describing the incident, which occurred Wednesday at Canberra Airport in Australia. (laughs) According to Hales, the entitled woman had run past security and down onto the tarmac to try and halt a Qantas-link flight as it was departing. Needless to, uh, in shocking footage, the unidentified female can can be seen uh, attempting to flag down the pilot as if she was hailing a cab. Hold on. Quit backing up. Quit taxing. Because that's going to work, right? Yeah. So, needless to say, bystanders were flabbergasted over the scene, which evoked a character in a romantic comedy trying to prevent their loved one from leaving. She's trying to yell at the pilot. She's trying to get his attention and jump up and down. It was bizarre. Uh, were called hails. People were a bit flat-footed. They didn't seem to know what to do. Added fellow witnesses who were filming the incident. Is anyone going to stop her? Thankfully, the pilot killed the engine, after which the Australian Federal Police apprehended the traveler. So we That's got that right. video. We're going to post it on Facebook. And you can yeah. see for yourself, I'm pretty sure, she's
1: hailing down the plane. I'm pretty sure in the history of the world, no a commercial pilot has ever stopped some idiot. Yeah, no, that's generally not going to hey, work. Hey, hold, let on, the, let the hold on, everybody, but, is just, I'm fucking Yeah, up. Everybody but how the hell say. did she get out there?
0: That's the question. I, I they do uh, it and yeah, they managed I mean, to figure it
1: out. I, I mean, yeah, airport security is really not thinking that somebody's going to be that dumb. Yeah.
2: Well, well, and I just want to clarify something for listeners that may be concerned. If you haven't listened in previous episodes. Story can trump geography. So Jim reporting an Australian plane incident does not infringe on my control of the Australian <laughs> territory. It's Jim using his uh, segment his segment to uh, trump S- geography, which is okay uh, and part of the board bylaws.
0: Thank you. That um, is I'm, I'm sure that was the first thing that popped in everybody's mind. Yeah, well, Mike to, does you know, Australia, Which is why I wanted
2: to uh, clarify for everybody. Important.
0: Yes, there yes, you yes. go.
1: All right. Yeah. Kinky crime. Monday. 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 Y'all, an Ohio woman who authorities say, A high woman? She was high or eight? An Ohio but an woman. An Ohio was woman. It, okay. God. Do you hear an age check? The Ohio <laughs> woman who authorities say killed four men with lethal doses of fentanyl in order to rob them, pleaded not guilty to murder charges on Monday. Rebecca Auburn entered her plea in court accompanied by her attorney. Authorities said there are likely more victims and the investigation is ongoing. Auburn, 33, of Columbus is accused of killing the men and nearly killing the fifth man after meeting them for sex Mm. in Columbus between December 2022 and June of 2023. Authorities did not identify the men. Now, I wonder how many more there were that they just thought were accidentally- That's a question. This is like a black widow right here. So she had already pled not guilty last month to murder and drug-related charge connection with- one of the men's death. She is being held without bond, and I don't know how much money they were paying this one. This is not lookism, <laughs> but I wouldn't hit her. She had gold hanging out her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and well, imagine not, all when, these men. She yeah. was like she was stacking them up.
2: When people aren't happy, though, she's not smiling there. She's got a scowl. She's right. Probably looks a lot better. better. She's happy.
1: Yeah,
0: Luring them for sex and killing them. Yep. Pretty kinky.
1: Yep. Banjos.
2: Well, I have to check the numbers, but at last count, over six thousand of you had asked for a special Thanksgiving poetic justice, oh, and so <laughs> over six, board so really over six thousand at oh. last count, and maybe up from there. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, I
1: killed the board because uh, this is not board sanction. <laughs> so uh,
2: you'll be very happy about. About This This is about Thanksgiving. It's about being thankful. What he does
1: is we literally have no idea what he's going to say. It's about (laughs) saying thanks.
2: That's what this week is all about. And so we have a Thanksgiving poem, and it is entitled, Thank You to the Criminals. I'm thankful to the criminals who provide the content for the show. Without them, I'd be lost and have nowhere to go. Sometimes they're dumb, and sometimes they're kinky. Sometimes they're airborne and sometimes they're stinky. Sometimes they're Mexican, so Woody has to cover. Sometimes they're Aussie, as I often discover. Sometimes they're on drugs and hurt the ones they love. Sometimes they kill a housekeeper with a tiny little shove. Sometimes they can't keep their dick in their pants. Sometimes they sell (laughs) organs used for transplants. Sometimes they hit target for some household goods Sometimes they're just out banging in the hoods. Sometimes they're tearing up the streets of Philly. Sometimes they egg the Amish just to be silly. Sometimes they race golf carts in Pinellas County. Sometimes they kidnap and ask for a bounty. Sometimes they terrorize a New York subway. Sometimes they wash up in Malibu Bay. Sometimes they kill their unsuspecting spouse. Sometimes it's for the money and the million-dollar house. Sometimes it's gory with body parts severed. Sometimes the bodies are severely weathered. Sometimes they escape quiet as a mouse. Sometimes they're found eating at the Waffle House. (laughs) Sometimes they use power tools and household cleaners. Sometimes they write books about grieving demeanors. Sometimes they're on OnlyFans making a big buck. Sometimes they're in a jail cell taking a big suck. (laughs) Sometimes they rent hitmen like our friend Guido... Sometimes they show up wearing a black tuxedo. Sometimes they do meth and are called shabizness. Sometimes their actions prove quite cataclysmous. But I'll pray thanks for them all this Turkey Day, knowing 2024 will bring many more our way. Thank Amen. you to the criminals. That was a
1: good summary.
0: There, good you, summary. Go. there I, you go. And I can't really, do I do a dumb criminal one? You can, That's yeah, close it. Right. It's a banjo. It's good. Yeah. A Thanksgiving. Poetic justice for you. Poetic justice. All right, and look, uh, just because it's the holidays doesn't I mean you can't listen, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, we're going to have some best-ofs. If you love those segments, and we know you do, we're going to have some best-ofs coming at you this week. Best of kinky crimes, best of dumb criminals, best of my high crimes, and uh, you know, best of WTF or something. We'll come right. up with another one. But what about? Are they still what? Or no, what about the stuff I'm not allowed to report? Report.
2: We're not going to have any of those. We said, on
0: we <laughs> said best stuff. Best of, We said,
2: <laughs> uh, our I'm most gonna popular a, segment. I, I'm going to get another 7,000 plus on that one. <laughs> my God.
0: So, so you wrong. can look for those uh, to get you. And no poetic justice either.
2: There. Oh, my God. This is oh Lord, I'm being persecuted. Right.
1: Any final thoughts? I just want to say I'm thankful for each and every one of you lifers. I'm thankful for my guys here. I'm thankful for this show, opportunity to do it. And I hope you all have the best freaking
0: Thanksgiving ever. Best Thanksgiving starts now. That's right. Get a woody for your hoodie. Yep. There, you go. <laughs> there you go. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavina. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily, peace. Haglets.